Oh, this is where the surprise comes in. Get ready, guys. We all just wanna feel, wanna be real. Yeah, we all Hi, everyone, and welcome to another feel, episode of The Vicious, Vicious Virgos. In case you forgot, I'm Ilana. I'm Jacqueline. And today we're going to be talking about Mars. And before you say, I don't know what the hell Mars is, let me tell you, it is so cool because it's all about sex, drive, and ambition and what fuels you. So pretty cool. Pretty excited about this actually so excited about this. I learned so much when I was researching. <laughs> I was literally sitting there doing homework and she's like, oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. Yeah. I am learning so much. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and then she like started babbling, <laughs> telling us about it. And she goes, wait, I can't tell you anymore. I have to surprise you during exactly. this Exactly. <laughs> Before we get started, do you want to do the honors of reading the horoscope? Yes. No, I would absolutely. Nothing would make me happier. You know that? Cool. So today, my instinct is to accept your differences and you prefer to be spontaneous. I'm able to communicate my, or we're able to communicate our fears to each other. The original definition of belonging has nothing to do with ownership or property. It meant to fit, experiment with each other's worst tastes. It's weird. Worst taste. What the heck is that all about? I don't know. That's kind of freaking weird. No idea. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's my worst taste in men that you have to sort through and experiment. That checks out. (laughs) Yeah, hasn't been a slew of great ones lately. No, 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 no. The last, the last guy that we recorded about that we were like, oh yeah, I'm going on a third date. Yeah, no, no, asshole, dickwad. And on that note, bye bye, Aquarius. <laughs> I no longer like you. Although, give me a week and I'll probably go back to liking you. Okay, guys, Mars. So, in astrology, there's a planet called Mars, which is a personal planet. Your Mars sign is which part of the Zodiac Mars was in when you were born. That's kind of how it is with all of these planets, okay? So the energy of this planet is prominent in your outward personality. Not like the moon, it's your outward personality. Mars is the god of war. So it represents our drive, meaning our will, ambitions, passions, energy, and of course, our sexual energy. So that raw energy that helps you get out of bed in the morning, that fuels you and gives you a sense of direction and dictates how you express and respond to anger and frustration in your life, especially when your independence is challenged, that's Mars. So this sign is very influential in your relationships because it, you know, it, it dictates how you argue, how you compete, and obviously sex, which we're going to talk about. Mars is the ruling planet of Scorpio, super emotional, and the fiery leader of Aries, action at its finest. This planet is at its home when it's in these signs, meaning it's able to fully express itself. It's also super strong when it's in Capricorn because work, 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 work. Thanks, Rihanna. To find your Mars, you need to know, you know, your birth date, but you don't necessarily need to know the time you were born because unlike the other stuff that we've been talking about, it actually changes every two to seven months. So, you know, doesn't really like always change necessarily. Um, now, this is super interesting. Mars takes around two years to move through the entire zodiac, and two years is about how long you'll experience a Mars return. That's, you know, when it's back to where it was when you were born. This can give you some pretty cool insight into what will drive you and where you will be taking action in your life. So, to sum it up, Venus, as I mentioned before, is who you like, but it's your Mars sign that goes after them, aka flirting, etc. This plan is so important because it helps with energy and direction in life. And of course, once you know it, the most important thing for you to do is figure out if you have to control or work it. But just like we said with Venus, there's a good and a bad side to this. So shall we dive in? Yeah, of course. 
And I'm going to mix it up today. I'm not going to start with Aries. We're going to just kind of do different signs because I realize that I've been favoring Aries and that's not fair to the rest of the signs. So no, because you're like, oh, Aries is the first one. So we're just going to keep doing them. Although I will say we keep getting reviews from people. It's like, you need to leave us the timestamps in your info so I can skip over everyone. No, no. that's never going to happen. No, listen Sorry. to the whole thing. You will literally miss so much valuable information and help you learn about other people. Not only that, but come on, we want to make sure you're well-rounded in your astrology knowledge. Not yeah. so self-centered. Yeah, Aries. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start with Pisces. So like the least selfish sign. Ready? So if you're born with Mars and Pisces, you feel lost when you try to conform to the wishes of others. You find your confidence and drive when you act on a sense of being led by signs, dreams, and intuition. This Mars feels everything to the point of being super empathetic and often psychic, which we have mentioned before. They act on dreams, emotions, and spirituality. This Mars is okay with being in the background because it's protective and they don't mind observing. They want to act when the time is right, which I found kind of interesting because they're just a very spiritual, you know, Mars. Not everyone is going to understand this person and they're going to judge them as passive or people that won't jump at opportunities. Cough, cough, Virgo. But the secret gift here is their ability to go after what their soul wants. They wait for the right wave, basically. And I think that that was a good analogy because they're a fish. They strike when the spirit moves them. They that call them really spiritual corny. warriors. Yeah, I literally just got that. But wow. it is. I mean, That's and they're spiritual so warriors, really. This is where Mars ends. Remember, because it's the end of the Zodiac. So this is where things are wrapped up and this person returns to the source. So this sign finds it hard to get angry at people because they're so compassionate and kind of can see things from different directions. They see good in the darkest people and have to be careful not to play the victim role as a result because they can often, you know, get taken advantage of really easily. This sign needs a creative pursuit. They want to fully express all that's inside them. They shine when they're doing their art and they tend to be really good at it. And they're also natural born healers. Surprise, surprise. In a relationship, they're going to avoid major confrontations. So don't come on too strong if you want to win them over. They do love an underdog though. So they'll often take on the burden of others. So they need to be careful not to do that. That's a big thing with Pisces placements is they'll often say you surround yourself with people that are like needy and need you. So what are they like in the bedroom is what everyone cares about. You can be a bit unpredictable. This person is going to lead with their heart, but go with the flow. Their sexuality depends on their moon, obviously. And so the moment, because they lead with emotion and energy, I think that the moon can kind of guide them. But this is a very important Mars to know because that energy and emotion is going to be so important for them that no matter what their moon is, this is going to kind of overpower it a little bit. This Mars wants romance and the dream of love to be intermingled with sex, fantasy, and lots of foreplay, tenderness. It's going to create the right atmosphere for them. What turns them on is kind, deep eyes and a very open heart, which sounds really cheesy, but it's super true. They don't like judging people, materialism or someone with a big ego. They also don't really like rough ways in bed. So you want to be really loving, sensual, and move really slowly. So the ideal partner to me for this one would be Virgo, Taurus, Cancer, Capricorn, maybe Scorpio. But I think Scorpio liking it rough might be a little off-putting. Although I think that the depth will be good there. So that is Mars and Pisces. How do we feel about this? Well, you know what's funny? I'm don't get me wrong you know me I'll talk about sex all day long like literally I should have my own separate Jackie talks about sex podcast that will never happen it would get kicked off immediately off every <laughs> single wave because it would just be like nobody wants to know that information um but as I was reading this it's it's struck kind of an interesting chord and and allowed me to kind of think outside the box and and look at people because as we were doing research on this we were like looking at people that we know 
We yeah. actually did not use CoStar, everybody. No, my mom actually yeah. is a Mars and Pisces, which and I found really, I didn't know that. I didn't see that in her until I read it. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Well, and my brother does too. Well, yeah. one of one of my brothers. Yeah, he's a Mars and Pisces but too. But it, it's interesting because they say that it's like when Mars Pisces persons figures out how to get angry because they find the reason. Because yeah. generally what they do is like, they have such a hard time getting angry because they're so damn compassionate. Yeah. Right? And they think it's worthless to be angry in well, a yeah, way. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, the Pisces, no matter what planet it's in, it's the empath. Right? It absorbs all the energy. And so, but they can, they, I mean, they find the good even in the darkest characteristics. I know. But the problem is, is that I feel like somebody who has their Mars and Pisces is cautious to playing the victim role. Yeah. Right? So I can see them often being jealous honestly of someone who has Aries because an Aries can react in a way that will actually protect themselves and yeah. Pisces they're you know how there's like flight flight ugh, fight flight and freeze yes amygdala Pisces freezes yeah right they're like I don't know what to do and then and they literally like, is something called the Pisces freeze which is funny we have we've talked about that so it's just it's I mean I'm glad I'm glad that my Mars is not in Pisces yeah it because, seems exhausting yeah it does so I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot, but, but the more that you learn about it, like, I think the only true way to understand Pisces to, is to remember that its ruling planet is Neptune, right? Yeah, yeah. And so even though you have Mars in Pisces, Pisces ruling planet is Neptune. So that is kind of what is, what provides the nurturing, empathetic, compassion, must know why there's conflict yeah. in order to solve the problem. However, I feel like Pisces never solves the problem. They just run away yeah, yeah I think the cool thing I liked about this one is that they're so intuition based and the other Mars were not as much this one was more like I'm gonna go with what feels right I didn't see another one like that really I mean kind of cancer but Pisces was the only one that was Pisces really like damn feelings they're their own element I I've decided know. I don't know what they are like Care Bear element <laughs> something like that <laughs> they're just I don't know I just I love them I think yeah. they're great they're yeah. great so it's just We'll see. We'll see cool. what happens with them. I want to, I want to kind of like get some feedback on people and kind of, you know, see where things go. So yeah. And I'd love for people to look up their Mars and send them to us because that's it's something you don't need to know your birth time for. So nope. look it up On to Taurus. Ooh, This was interesting. This is my husband's Mars. And once I read it, I was like, Oh my God, I get him now. I understand him better. And then she found out that he and I are more compatible. Yes, definitely. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Mars is in its detriment here. Because Taurus is the opposite sign of Scorpio, which is one of the signs that Mars rules. This means you take action in a less intense way. You're not aggressive in your goals and you prefer to enjoy the finer things in life, but you're harmonious and that's a very good thing. So it's not that you're lazy per se, although I'll get into that. It's more that you just take things easily, more easily. This Mars has crazy staying power like crazy, whatever their goal, they have the drive and endurance to make it happen. It may take them time, but they won't quit till the task is completed to the best of their ability. Like they're too stubborn to walk away. In fact, their determination is the strongest of all the signs. And that is something I found very cool because they value comfort and security. They work really hard to ensure their life and lifestyle is exactly what they want it to be. They love beautiful things and they want their home to be filled with expensive, but tasteful, of course, because it's a tourist decor, which is funny because my husband obviously is Mars and I would beg to differ with that, but <laughs> it takes a lot to anger this sign. But if you push them too far, they have a very violent temper and you will not see it coming. 
We call it the tourist tantrum for a reason. Mm -hmm. It comes out of nowhere. They can be super calm and then have a tourist tantrum in a matter of moments. So give them space to calm down and think things through so they can reset. You know what I mean? On the negative side of things, even more so, Mars can be really lazy here. They work very hard. So at night, they just want to unwind, which I also have seen very much so. They can't be forced to do anything that they haven't planned out or they don't want to do. This is the one of the many places where this stubborn streak can be really annoying. They are one of the most reliable signs in the Zodiac, and they're very loyal to their friends, family, and loved ones. And Mars and Taurus is a very steady partner for anyone that's looking for a long-term commitment. Oh, they won't go anywhere. No. No. Just make sure you encourage this to Mars. Uh, like this Mars, sorry, to say how you feel because they can be <laughs> resentful and they need a partner who can encourage them to open up. Now, in how are they in the bedroom? This sign has incredible stamina. So you take your time to do everything right the first time when you're this Mars. Even though they aren't as passionate as like the other signs, like an Aries, they're very romantic and sensual. They enjoy light caresses, like slow foreplay at the beginning. And like I mentioned before, they can kind of go all night. They're very giving and they'll do whatever it takes to please you. So they would do really well with like a giving and generous partner. So Virgo, another Taurus, Cancer, or Pisces. Scorpio wouldn't be the worst match either. Scorpio kind of works with all of them. And I was joking, like laughing about this, but surprisingly... I actually found that Scorpio is better with like fire signs from what I was reading. So I do think it can work. I just, I don't know. They'd have to be like, I'm not a very prude Taurus. Hmm. So what do, how do we feel about this one? You know, it's, it's funny. I just, (sighs) the fact that it's like a Taurus, just no matter where your Taurus is, you're the same. Like, I'm sorry, but you're like the same, right? But it's funny because there, it's very similar with the rest of the earth science, which is you have to know everything and get your bearings before you make action, right? So you have to assess everything, which is why they're good strategists. Yes. Right. They're fantastic strategists because they're able to observe through all five senses, right? So you've got like, you, you just, they're so practical, um, I don't know. Like I, I always feel like a Taurus is somebody that I would hire if I was considering marketing positions. Yeah. And they're, they're Mars. If they have a Mars and Taurus and they're a Taurus, that'd be amazing. Well, and the crazy thing is too, and what I was reading is that actually their biggest skill is their ability to re- resist manipulation. And you know how you always talk about how your husband can see through everyone's bullshit? Always. Yeah. I wonder like crazy. Sorry. Astrology is real people. Astrology is real. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that because mostly Pisces are usually really, I mean, they are very easily manipulated, but he's not. And I feel yeah. like that might be what it is. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I don't know. I just, I, I read it and I was like, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> but it's, but it's great. Cause apparently like out of all their five senses, their nose, like their sense of smell. So their olfactory is like the most, like it's the strongest sense. And that's, that's why they're so sensual. Mm. Right. So like, if you think about it, like, when we smell things, it makes us feel things like whether or not like, yeah, it's either memories or like it does something to our body. Like, I mean, you don't get this way, but like when I smell like a really good pizza, like it does something to me. Oh, it does something to me too. It just, then I'm (laughs) followed by dread and regret because of my stupid stomach problems. But but it's funny (laughs) because like they always say it's like, okay, a good gift for someone who has their mores in Taurus is actually like essential oils, Mm -hmm. but like, but like not just essential oils, but it's like oils with a 
like a sensual purpose. So like if you wanted to give them some type of massage oils or lavenders. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, because that's you know they want to express their touchy feeliness in the bedroom that also enhances their senses. So that way, when they're like driving in the car and they smell it all themselves later, like oh yeah, it feels so good. I want to see that person again. Like woo. It's that romanticism. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that so checks out. Astrology is real. It's real. Sorry. Get over it. Okay. Cancer. Cancer Mars is what's called Mars fall position because it's the opposite sign of Sagittarius in which Mars is exalted. And no, it's not a bad thing. Mars is not assertive here, and this can soften how intense the energy is of the planet. With this Mars, there are some really intense moods. I know you're all very shocked. They need to find ways to act in sync with their emotions, and that can move people to tears or laughter. So they're very powerful. They can kind of determine whether something goes really well or really bad, which we all know a cancer scorn is the worst. So these people play on and with emotions, making many of them natural performers. So they're really good actors and actresses, musicians, etc. They act with a hypersensitive awareness of reactions. And sometimes that's unsaid, like sensing a pair of judgy eyes. And I will say that the people I know that are Mars in cancer they can tell me when someone doesn't like me before I even know because they're so perceptive of body language. Their sense of timing is guided by their ability to tune into the emotional scene around them. So unlike people that push to get reactions, they're one to back off when they sense someone is about to lose it because they're so perceptive, right? This is a good thing because it saves them from getting into a lot of really meaningless conflicts. Sometimes though, this behavior can lead to becoming too passive in situations that call for confrontation. So if they're like in a toxic pattern with someone, like especially their partner, their strategy can be really defensive and then things can build up until they burst. Meaning they can be super resentful, which we all know about cancers, extremely manipulative and extremely resentful when they're upset. This Mars craves emotional honesty and they want to feel secure in their relationships. So Taurus, once again, great match here. A big draw is family, they love like an intimate circle of friends, a good sense of place that they live. They're fiercely protective of the people they love. Children are a really big source of inspiration. Remember that cancer's in the house, in that house, right? And so they kind of look at them on how they want to live their lives and express themselves. These are the types of people that think about others' feelings before pressing forward. They need time to work through their emotions and they set very firm boundaries with others that can help them lead a more productive life. So in bed, Mars and cancer sexuality is like extremely nurturing, very seductive and emotional. And I'm laughing because I remember you said it was like a teen movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it's like everything I, everything I read and I've experienced. So cancer lovers are known for being sensitive and very sweet in bed. They can be one of the most romantic signs of the Zodiac. And they're normally turned on by partners who are really confident and open. That said, they won't easily share their desires and fantasies until they can trust you. They would do really well with a Pisces, a Taurus, a Virgo, a Capricorn, or a fellow Cancer. So that is Mars and Cancer. Give us your dish, your deets. What do you think? So I, I feel so bad. I feel like I need to broach this topic and be like, it's not because I don't like Cancer. That's not that's not the reason for the information I'm about to share with you. Just so everybody's <laughs> aware. Like, sorry. Um, but it's Cancers are so damn manipulative. And here's why. They are incapable of direct communication. Yeah. Okay. So if you're less than direct, 
you're just going to continue to hold on resentment because you're not able to properly express it and you'll eventually combust. Like it's going to happen. It's why you see a lot of um, people who have their Mars and cancer in relationships that are way past their expiration date. And in some cases they can be really volatile relationships and that uh, like if it's a toxic relationship, the cancer will take it because they don't know how to confront the like, I have to stop this. This isn't healthy. Like go away until like the breakup ends up being like where they go straight up berserk. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where they can tend to be like defensive and alternate kind of like with behind the scenes manipulation tactics. I always see a cancer as like a puppet master with marionettes, right? Mm. They're like controlling everything, but nobody really knows it. I mean, some people know it like Virgos, but you know, it's, (laughs) (laughs) I had to say it, but I don't know. Like, I feel like because you struggle so much to express your emotions, this kind of goes in line with what we talked about on our first couple episodes. Don't hesitate to reach out. I will send you the feeling wheel. Like it's a great, great tool. My therapist is all about it because if you're unable to connect with your feelings and understand them and what triggers them, and then your reaction to that, you're never going to be able to healthy, like have a healthy response. And without that healthy response, you're going to have really unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Emotions need to be expressed just like anything else. What do you feel like on the good side, like in terms of their drive and not just relationships, but how they pursue things? All I want to do is hug them. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, I can imagine that they're so, I mean, I, I mean, really they do think you... they're the best performers. I was looking at Mars and Cancer, some of like my favorite performers. Well, I mean, they, it, it's funny because they find places that make them feel safe, right? But in turn of finding like a place where they work that feels safe or whatnot, they'll usually create a really safe environment in their home because they're such nurturers. Yeah. So for me, like I know when I've worked with people who are cancers in the past, like that's one of the things that I really, really loved about them. I was a little too blinded by my love for them to recognize the manipulation tactics that were happening. But that's some resentment there. there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I love how sweet they can be. I, I wish they were a little bit more emotionally secure and they were capable of having more direct conversations because I think that that would solve a lot of problems. I do think that they would be in the workplace though. If they really lean into their emotional side, they could be amazing expressionists like they I think that they would do great as artists they would do great as leaders I I think it could really benefit them or they it's like such a detriment of Mars where they could be the opposite and they could just become a victim so they have to like lean into that ambition rather than leaning into the victim role yeah and I feel like I feel like the sign we always talk about how Pisces does this how they stare into your soul while you're like having sex totally think the sign is the exact same way as long as they're not feeling like emotionally triggered and they feel safe in a relationship they can absolutely just like melt right and then all that sensuous nature comes out all that drive that's tied up with that emotional need I think sex is just so intuitive for this specific I agree so I think we're fine Especially for you, because you're a, a Mars Virgo. <laughs> okay, well, that too. Well, well, I was gonna say you're not, so we can't be like that's exciting for you. <laughs> okay, Sagittarius. This is what they said is the most optimistic Mars position. So I actually found like not that negative things about it. Like it was pretty like positive and uplifting. I was like, okay, this Mars is motivated to cover great distances, always seeking what's at the edge of the horizon. They are great. They have like great energy bursts, but then it comes in waves. And by waves, I mean booms and bangs. I called it fits and tantrums kind of thing. Like it's just like very intense. Because Mars is mutable, right? Because Sagittarius is a mutable sign. So they're all about spreading the joy, making tracks and acting on hunches. This is a very instinctive Mars for gut level guidance and what people's potential is. 
having a mutable sign, which once again means changeable, like Virgo, right? And Gemini, Pisces, etc., means you're flexible and spontaneous. When Mars is in fire, Sagittarius is a fire sign, the whole body gets lit up. When Mars, Sagittarius catches a wave of inspiration, their enthusiasm is utterly contagious. And we know that about Sagittarius. They're amazing leaders. As a fire sign, feisty Mars, their style of anger is short burst then. So they have flare-ups, but they quickly move on from them. They're likely to be blunt, sometimes missing, I think, like the nuance of a soft blow. They can unintentionally set others off, but they also set people free to do their own thing too. So they give a lot of space. This Mars needs to move, meaning exercise, sports, general competition. They love to travel too, obviously. Like, I don't need to say this till I'm blue in the face. Sagittarius loves to travel. Don't at me. They do. They would do really well living and working abroad. That's a huge thing to take away from here. They love to learn new skills and they thrive in fields where they can be hands-on like archaeology or like interior design or something like that. They're very tuned into the rhythms of life. They can be at home with lots of different moods and then from one moment to the next, they can change. They could be out. They could be dancing, whatever. It's just, it's all about like the rhythm of life and how they're feeling in the moment. Kind of similar to Pisces, but more action-oriented. I wouldn't want to fight with this Mars. First of all, they love to play devil's advocate and that can be hurtful with the way they assert themselves because they go straight for the heart, right? There's no knives in the back. It's straight to your face. And they always have to have the last word. You'll win the fight if you act unbothered because they'll apologize shortly after, but it's a manipulative thing. So what are they like in bed? This Mars can and will have many lovers. And they play the field with so much gusto. It's actually crazy. And it's always experimental. They have a light attitude about sex and they don't easily settle down, which we all know about Sagittarius. Yep. They're free-spirited people with very few inhibitions. They love all their lovers and friends, and they will treat it like that very enthusiastically, no matter who you are, one night stand, four months, whatever. Well, you want to think about it. Sagittarius. So you know how like we're learning like what zodiac signs rule certain parts of the yep. body? Sagittarius rules the hips. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, it's the hips and thighs. Which Those is exactly like, like not erogenous. Though. Like Taylor Swift talks about in False God, and she's a sag. Ugh. All about the hips. I love so they're song. open to trying new things and they need an enthusiastic, spontaneous lover. And that means dun, da, 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 Aries, Leo, Aquarius, Gemini, maybe Libra. And I would, I would say probably actually not Scorpio, to be honest, because I don't think they're as spontaneous as a lover. They need the mood to be right. Yeah. How do you feel about this, uh, Mars? So I think it's fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's a blast. I think you're having a really good time. I think they're you might have a tendency if you're not careful to be an internal, like eternal bachelor, bachelorette. I think monogamy is actually going to be a struggle for someone whose Mars is in Sagittarius because they're constantly seeking that drive for excitement. And if you can't find a partner who can match that level of excitement, you're just going to move on to the next. Now, the other thing about having your Mars in Sagittarius or your Sagittarius in Mars is that because you're such a daredevil and you're such a traveler, you might want to pay attention to the things that you're gambling with. Mm. Now, I'm not necessarily referring like a trip to Las Vegas. What I'm just saying is that you are a very like no limits soldier. And you tend to be a little bit more of a daredevil and take higher risks than most people. So that means that you might actually take risks with like your finances or your personal safety or maybe and your personal safety. Mm. So like maybe take a hint from your fellow earth signs and try and keep it a little bit more practical. But the good news is, is if you don't want to do that, you're actually going to bounce back faster than everyone else. Mm. It's like water off a duck's back. You're like, eh, okay, well that sucked. Let's move on. Yeah, Let's do better. So, Oh my God. I've never seen anyone like a side that can move on from like trauma. It's crazy. 
anything yeah. small large big they can just they figure it out yeah it's it's, it's inspiring it is it is now I can't do that no. but you know it's I like it and it's um it's definitely something for us to consider finding within our personal selves like we can all learn from each other which is why the more you learn about astrology and the more about the zodiac you're like okay well I know where my downfalls are and I know where I can lean into so how can I work on adding new things to my life and maybe adding those those skills and those talents and those like sparkly butterfly hair clips that the rest of the signs are to you uh, is really just adding to your entourage to be totally honest yeah, absolutely. and it's, everyone needs a sag in their life if anything just to observe oh god there's so much fun <laughs> there's so much fun. gemini folks thank you very much so these people are hyper distracted and they love and i will reiterate this they love to win arguments they're witty and edgy a great combo because it makes them kind of snarky and cutting with words. Many with this placement have a split focus and they might enjoy, say, I don't know, exercising while listening to podcasts or something so they can kind of energize both parts of their body. Gemini is mutable. We talked about this and that means they quick, they're good with quick changes and they like to do a lot of things at once. Mars Gemini thrives in high paced situations with a lot of coming and going. They're bored easily and they can go literally mad or crazy in a routine. That's the same day in and day out. Nine to fives, not good for this Mars. So like I said, the pace of Mars and Gemini is super fast. They move kind of like in the zigzag path, often dropping one thing to pick up where he left it. So like you could imagine just like dropping their keys and their phone. Having loose ends doesn't bother this person since they know they'll come around to it again eventually. There's a lot of faith in kind of humanity there. I don't know, in themselves maybe. This Mars likes variety and then enjoy juggling a lot of projects at the same time. So they're motivated by ideas and they may keep the TV or the radio going as a source of inspiration in the background or something. They're flexible with the process of getting from point A to B, point B and they're open to altering their plans with new info that comes in. A big problem here is bringing things to completion. So if this Mars loses interest, it's super hard for them to tough it out and see it through without rolling their eyes the whole time. And as I said before, fighting with them is the worst experience in the world because you're just not going to win. They're highly perceptive of you and know how to get under your skin and will find a way to win. So what are they like in bed? They're drawn to passions that catch the attention of their mind and bright minds are their aphrodisiac. They're attracted to really witty, eclectic personalities that don't want to envelop them in heavy emotion. They have a kinky side too, and I've experienced this a lot with Mars and Gemini, and they love a verbal lover who likes like pillow talk or dirty talk. Like they have to be kind of Well, I wonder if that also happens to do with the fact that Mercury rules Gemini, which is the planet of communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So an extremist, someone who is satisfied with phone sex, even if it like never goes any further along with lovers. They usually have like a whole network of contacts and they consider lovers as friends too. Oh my God. Like, holy crap. Like it doesn't uh, surprise. It, yeah. it, I mean, I am surprised my Mars isn't in Gemini, no. but it's not. <laughs> that can lead to a situation where they have a lot of friends of benefits, but nothing hits those notes of intimacy for them. They would do really well with an Aries and Mars, Libra, Aquarius, or Sagittarius. Leo and Scorpio, too, to be honest. Because I think Scorpio might not like the lack of depth, but Scorpio would have fun with them. Scorpio just works with most people. But that is uh, Mars and Gemini. And I I actually like this one. It sounded fun to me. Like I, I, I think, love how the more you're learning about yeah. Gemini, the more that they're starting to wear you down. Just the Mars, not the Sun. You talked about the Venus. Well, because this is, I feel like they would be so great to work with. I could see that. So how do you feel about this one? Um, I mean, 
I love a Gemini. I don't care what the placement is. They're always so much fun. And I connect so easily with them because we have the same ruling planet, which is Mercury. So we always hit it off. We have great conversation. Uh, One of the things, I mean, you always know when you've met a Gemini on a dating app because their wit is so damn quick. You're going to have the best damn conversation of your life. But that being said, they're, you know. But the Mars is different. Yeah. Right. Except not really. People who have their Mars and Gemini, it's when they get angry, they use words, yeah, right? Of course. So, but it's so for them, it's all about communication. It's all about their words. So they use their words as weapons. So you know, and and they may come out either being like really sarcastic and just kind of snarky, or like they'll get really fired up and they will say some really really terrible terrible things to you. But whatever they do, no matter how mad they are, no matter what words come out of their mouth. It's going to be said with a lot of energy because oh, yeah. it's Gemini. But I found it funny because like I, w- I was reading this and they were saying that people with this position of Mars, they're really fidgety because they yeah. have a lot of nervous energy. And in general, like their nervousness and restlessness are the root of a lot of a lot of physical ups and downs. So when they're on edge, they can be really p- prickly, which I found very interesting, which is why like the more I learned about this, I was like, am I sure I was born at 430 in the morning? There's always certain things in our chart. No, but your, like, your time of the day doesn't really yeah, matter with the Mars. Plus, the more I read about it, you're nothing like this. Mm-hmm. You don't like doing 80,000 things at once. You like to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, but my to-do list has 80,000 things That's on not it. the same thing as yeah. this one. This one wants like... I finish my dr- shit. Right. They That's do not the finish their shit. Yeah, yeah. I finish my shit because yeah. I can't stand stuff when it's hanging over my head. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's always a good time for me. I... I don't have anything else to say. I really like them. So this one is Jack's Mars. It is Virgo. Oh, this is where the surprise comes in. Get ready, guys. So this Mars is all about the details. Big surprise. We all know perfection is what rules Virgo. So you have to imagine that times 100. Because remember, Mars is like taking a microscope to everything. So if you're a sun and a Mars Virgo, holy crap, I'm sorry. Thanks. <laughs> they want to be good at everything. At times, this sign will sacrifice their well-being because they want to be perfect. They're very high strung and they have a lot of nervous energy. They want to release this in some way, be it cleaning, work, or sex. If their frustration builds, they can become hypercritical of themselves and others, and they'll kind of attack themselves and others around them with words, of course. This Mars is happiest when it's busy, but that means meaningful work or play, not just anything. This Mars is practical, so they like to analyze their choices, which is good because they're calculated, but on the negative side of things, they can get overwhelmed by decision-making have a lot of analysis paralysis, but because because they crave stability, they love common sense. So they'll adapt quickly as long as you use logic and common sense with them, which I totally see in you. What I found so cool is that when Mars is transiting in Virgo, Earth signs find their footing and it's a good time to do like lots of monotonous and repetitive work, which right now I believe where we're recording this it is in Virgo. It so is. this is a good it, time for you to do that. It, uh, it started on July 29th and it goes through September 14th. Yep. They're also detail oriented. So they're built for things like spreadsheets and charts, which I also think was funny because you love that stuff. I love spreadsheets. <laughs> but they're also healers who love helping other people. They have high standards and are overly critical. But they have really good wisdom. Some other highlights. They love to clean. Shocking. They can't stand careless people. They need daily practice to stabilize them and they thrive on a path to master their goals. So what are they like in bed? I just want everyone to shut the F up about Virgo being prudes because it's just not true. So they don't mind modesty with their sex life. That's true. Because, But once intimacy is established, it gets real. They're very sensual. 
but it, in some Virgo, it can take time to get them there. Okay. So yeah, they might have sex with you, but they're not going to like orgasm or really feel like really safe with you for maybe a bit. Right. Cause they're just, they're reserved overall though. They're very open to pretty much anything as long as it's done in a clean environment. So no messy bedroom. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. So basically they like a good top sheet. Okay. You don't like top sheets. I love a top sheet. Yeah. And for those that think Virgo is approved, once again, they are not. I want to say this again because it's such a damn misconception. And as Jack likes to say, it's because of the maiden, the virgin. virgin. Yeah, whatever. They want their lovers to be satisfied. So they learn all about you and they're going to work super hard to satisfy you. They also aren't afraid to say what they need in bed and they're willing to teach their partners in return, but they are very picky. So satisfying them is a job for someone who needs to appreciate their generosity like Taurus, Capricorn, Pisces, or Virgo Mars. So how do we feel about this one? And obviously you can speak to lo- speak a lot to this one. Yeah. Well, you know, this is me to a T. I love it. It's like, you know, your weakness is your overly perfectionist workaholics that are prone to nervous, debilitating issues, basically, because you push yourself too hard. And then it's funny because you're like unreasonably humble and self-critical, but you will nitpick the shit out of everyone else. So I love it because... That's me. Uh, also, I apologize to everyone else. And hopefully all of our listeners now understand why I am the way I am. So, <laughs> you know, it, that is what it is. Uh, someone who has their Virgo and Mars doesn't wear their heart on their sleeve, which is why they get that reserved, yeah. you know, um, reputation. Because they're, they're, what is the word? Because like, you have critical. like this very cool exterior um, but you know, it's like, we're so, I don't want to say the word desperate, protective. but like we long for connection. Yeah. And they're, pro- right? they're also really protective of themselves. Skeptical. Yeah. Well, and then when you finally do find someone that you're secure with, I mean, you're so devoted and you're so thoughtful and you're so attentive and, you know, goal oriented, like they'll help, they'll help anybody reach their goals. They're willing to like make so many personal self-sacrifices just to make sure somebody else achieves their dreams. Yeah. So I've learned, I'm not going to fucking do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, look, the the bad thing I read was that like fighting them is the worst because they they'll just get really critical and mean and malicious if they're stressed out. So you can't really have like an argument with them. You have to just wait till they cool off. So you have to make you have to kind of test the waters and see like when they're not in a bad mood. If they're in a bad mood. Forget it. You're not winning and they're not going to listen to you. Extremely stubborn. So it's something once they're calm, they can have an amazing conversation and they will see perspective. But you have to get them. It's like Taurus. You have to get them to calm down. But it's funny because you often find that this sign is honestly more frustrated with people that lack efficiency. Yeah, of course. Right. If it's inefficient and it's not practical, it's just like, why are you wasting your time? Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like people who struggle with time management drive me insane. And then I have to realize like, they're not me. They have, they have this problem on their own and maybe one day they'll figure it out, but I'm going to try really hard not to say anything. Cause it's not my business. <sighs> it's so hard to mind my own business though. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I can help. I can help. I can yep. fix it. No, I can't. I can't because people are going to continue to do whatever the hell they want to do. Absolutely. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we move on to Libra? I don't know. I can sit here and talk about myself and all my problems. <laughs> like for the rest is, you know, the dawn of time. But, you know. Analysis no. for Brad Lesson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So Mars in Libra. Mars is frustrated in Libra. And that's why it's actually classified as being in detriment. A detriment here. Word sometimes, right? Mars is a planet of action. But in Libra, action is weighed by risk and reward. The scales, right? So the simple truth is that Mars is impulsive. It's flashy. It's urgent. Mars wants to act freely, but with Mars and Libra, the scales are, are in action. And that's a big dilemma because that 
impulsiveness is not something that thrives, right? To act with Mars Libra, first all possible options for responding get tossed around. And this can lead to a passive approach where actions never go beyond the idea stage. There's a lot of pent-up energy here that can lead to provoking others in order to get the desired response. This Mars loves beauty, artistry, balance, and justice in the world. They work best when part of a collaborative effort, especially a power duo. They're very, I don't want to say they're codependent, but they're kind of codependent. <laughs> they feel flat when they're completely by themselves without at least a sounding board. They're sparked when there's someone to play with and someone to play off of. They want to be inspired by someone. They want someone to react to them. They want to refine their views with someone else. So this Mars reacts to the energy of others. They can be really drained by uninspired people. So whether that's an art, business, law, design, they need harmony and they have this innate sense of it that guides them to make a difference in their field and be a leader. And they love a just cause, kind of humanitarian like Aquarius. Mars and Libra really hates to disturb the peace and they do not do well with anything unbalanced. So the sheer thought of being in an argument with another person is going to give them a lot of anxiety and they don't know how to be forceful. So to win an argument with them, you just need to tell them how you feel. How are they in bed? This is fascinating to me. So for this Mars, the seduction starts in the mind and you have to have a really good report with them. Love notes and thoughtful romantic acts are going to put them in the mood. They like good man- manners and they like a lot of cleanliness. Not necessarily a great match for Virgo, but they have similar values. So this Mars might have an idealized attitude to intimacy and fall short in the actual deed themselves, unfortunately. And yet they're not one to dwell on a lot of carnal pleasure or make it the primary focal point of their relationship. However, it's often noted that Mars Libra's natives are able to unlock the sexual passion of a partner because people feel really comfortable around them. And that's a bonus since you're already, they're already really charming and easy to talk to. They go with the flow of intimacy as long as the setting hits the right note, but their standards are really high and they're turned off by anyone rude, lowbrow, or bullying, and once again, anything dirty and not up to their standards. And their sexual style is really graceful and mirroring. So they're going to act how you act with a desire to please their lovers. So they would do really well with an Aquarius, a Gemini, a Leo, or an Aries, maybe Taurus, Mars, to be honest as well. I, I can think see the sign with an Aries, or with a Gemini though. Like I think that would yeah. be its best match. Yeah, definitely. Just, I mean, just like... Everything that you've told me so yeah. far, I'm like, mind. Oh my, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine the dirty talk? So much. Oh. Be very calculated. Oh my God. So how do you feel about this Mars? Well, so, so the one thing that really, really, really gets under their skin is the disrespect that people have towards any living creature. So they're not, if they're incapable of expressing their anger, they can actually end up with stress related diseases. Yeah. I see that. So, which, you know, I'm like, Okay. So, which is why often you'll see someone who has their, you know, Mars Libra, they have to unleash themselves from time to time, which isn't necessarily a very Libra characteristic, but I mean, when things aren't as beautiful and balanced as they want them to be, they have to escape. Do you feel like it's similar to Cancer Pisces? That's exactly what I was thinking. The sign is so water to me a lot of the time. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. So it's like, you know, if they have like a group of friends that they can hang out with, that can get their mind off things, something where they can forget about the stress and forget that the world is not a perfect place that they keep thinking it is. Everybody knows a Libra has expensive taste. Yeah. Doesn't matter where it is in your chart. You like to spend your money. But it's funny because like if they're really upset, it's possible that they'll spend their salary in one shopping session. So <laughs> it's advisable that someone else handles their money. 
which yeah. I found was really interesting. Because when you think of the scales, like the well, number one thing of thing I think of is money, right? Balancing your checkbook, yeah. yada yada. Yeah. But to hear this, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting because you know when you watch them make decisions, not necessarily related to their economical status, but when they make other decisions, they really do weigh all the pros and cons, which I think is how they can end up with these stress related diseases. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just also I'm like maybe don't be so passive aggressive. <laughs> I think this Mars is great when it comes to conflict. Like they feel like a good mediator, but I think with sex, I'm kind of bored by them. To be honest, sorry, but it's because I'm just so different. I think it's you are. You're very, very different. Yeah. We were literally just having this conversation not too long ago yeah. about how you. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't surprise me that you're like, <laughs> ah, they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're a good match for me, apparently Mars and Libra. Okay, so Mars and Leo. This Mars doesn't just walk into a room. They like burst onto the scene. I can imagine it's very fabulous. And they love the spotlight. Surprise, surprise. The Mars here is so strong. The will here is so strong in this fire sign. And that makes for a very passionate actor on the world stage. Okay. So good leaders. What's unique about Mars and Leo is that it's fixed. So the fire is sustained. This Mars keeps inspiration fire burning long enough to see creative expression brought to fruition. Unlike the others, <laughs> this Mars craves attention, whether they're serving on a community board or working in front of the camera. They are the type of person who photobombs all your family's and friends photos, <laughs> which more often than not is funny because they're just really smiley and cute. So it's not as annoying necessarily. It's more charming, which is how I would describe Leo. On the other hand, be aware that sometimes it can come off as annoying. <laughs> like, so that's also this Mars has a ton of charisma and they always make a really strong impression on people. They have good, strong confidence with a knack for self-promotion. Just make sure that you have the goods to back it up because a lot of you don't. I'm just going to say that. And yes, they can be really demanding, but this does help with their goals. So their lessons are to learn the difference between being assertive and downright bossy. Because they're bossy and expressive and they want to leave their mark on the planet. And I get that. And they don't do well with situations where they're considered expendable, interchangeable, or unremarkable or something like that. This is a Mars related to children in the fifth house, which means they're not above throwing a temper tantrum if they don't get their way. Oh my or God, if they're taken for granted. We've Leo all temper seen tantrums it. are disgusting. And that's Ugh. the best word I can use. They love to help people, though. Get so, your shit together. Yeah, they love to help people. But do expect to be recognized for the effort. That's important. Just be careful not to burn the candle out at both ends, Leo. But overall, this Mars works hard and they play hard and they have a good chance of reaching their dreams. Now, on a bed level. Ooh, come to mama. And also so good for me. This Mars is attracted to regal lovers that make them look good. So can relate to this. They're pretty delightful in the bedroom, but they can also be bossy and willful. I love bossy. Yeah. Their fantasies often revolve around devotion and attention. These people are most turned on when their partner thinks they are God or goddesses. Although they will take care of their partners in bed, their natural inclination is to work on themselves and themselves only. So yeah, they definitely need someone like a Virgo or whoa, Mars and Aries. That was just me speaking out of Freudian slip. Yeah. They definitely need yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> Sag, Gem, Aqua, or yes, probably a Scorpio to be honest. But I don't think that the Scorpio or really any of these signs would appreciate the selfishness. So that's something they have to work on because I can absolutely vouch for that, that there's a selfishness there that is really exhausting and not fun long-term. How do you feel about this Mars? Well, uh, just to piggyback off of that, it's like, you know, people who have Mars and Leo, they actually do want to make sure that every sexual encounter that they have, no matter who the partner is, they want to make sure that that person had the best possible experience because it's an ego boost, yeah. right? Yeah. So because they're so driven by the I am, because it's the fifth house, 
we see this is like they want to be idolized for their sexual prowess. They are they are so unbelievably sensitive though. So if you fake it, yeah. or if they find out in any way that you are dissatisfied, they will feel horribly adequate and insecure, and you will probably never hear from them again. Definitely inadequate. Yeah. Just to be sure, because that's like a massive, massive bruise to their ego. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, like instead of faking it, you shouldn't be faking it anyway. Just no. have that freaking open communication because that's the only way things are going to be good. Um, you have to be able to tell each other what you like and what you don't like. And the only way to figure that out is to just have more sex. But I don't know. I, I, I enjoy learning about someone who has a Mars and Leo because Mars is such a powerful sign and Leo is such a powerful player in the Zodiac. So I think there's a misconception too, and I think that we've done a really good job of shining a light on the fact, though, that Leo isn't necessarily this like hard-shelled exterior. When I think of, I think of like the cowardly lion. Yeah, right. I think that's it. That's I mean, and he's looking for his heart, of course, right? (laughs) Um, but or no, is it the Tin Man that's looking for a heart? Yeah. No, no, it's not. The cowardly lion is looking for a heart. And the scarecrow is looking for a brain. I don't know what the tin man is looking for. Um, <laughs> I thought he was a heart. It was a heart. No, I think it's the cowardly lion who looks for a heart. That was courage. He how wants can courage. You, how can you put courage on a, on a freaking muscle or organ? <laughs> I, that I doesn't don't know. make any freaking sense. Anyway, but but they're very sensitive, right? So if you hurt their pride or if you embarrass them or you disrespect them in any way, like expect them to bite back because they're extremely combustible and they cannot control their flair for the drama right? So we've talked about this. We know Leo loves the drama and they will be ready to rip your face off if you (laughs) embarrass them. Anyway, I'm done talking to myself. So let's (laughs) move on to the next sign. Awesome. Okay. Aries, Mars. So excited. This is me. Hi. This Mars is just a delight because there's someone who hits the ground running, but doesn't necessarily make it to the finish line, which hurts my ego just a little bit, but is also extremely true. (laughs) It's a very competitive Mars with lots of activity and it fizzles out really quickly. Mars is considered in its dignity in Aries because Aries in its ruler is Mars. Like this is Mars guys, the ultimate sign of Mars. And it's a placement for Mars that's considered really forceful and at times aggressive. If this is your Mars sign, you've got a lot of vitality, a lot of drive, and you often appear on fire with a new plan. You're the starter and you shine when your job is to be the catalyst for people. You're very inspiring. People are wanting to constantly get new ideas from you. It's once again, you are literally Mars. (laughs) You're filled with passion when you're in action mode, even when people try to tell you to calm down. These people should leave the details to their peers because they're going to be the next thing like onto the next thing filled with a lot of inspiration so details are not necessarily the most important thing to them some people are intimidated by how impulsive that this mars is and they can think that these people are really careless because they're pretty headstrong but they get it done and surprise everyone with their success and people that think that they're not going to make it honestly start to go wow i didn't know that person was going to make it so they have a lot of admirers they're pretty dynamic leader because of this they're also really argumentative So that's important to know. So I wouldn't necessarily fight a Mars and Aries. And when I say that, I mean, I just wouldn't because they're not going to win. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. But they get over stuff really quickly and don't hold a grudge. Other people may not feel the same towards you, sadly. So be nice to people and acknowledge their contributions, okay? This sign, and I can speak to this very strongly, will be so mad at someone and be like, I hate them. I want to leave. Ah. And then five minutes later, I'm fine. This is a lot of fickleness there, but it's just like a rage of energy that just sort of like kind of like a fire that burns and it stops. So what are they like in bed? These 
people want you to play around to get. Okay. They want you to play hard to get. They want you to do anything playful, even if you're in a relationship. So even if you're in a relationship, they want a competitiveness there. They want you to play hard to get. They're impressed by courage, passion, and steamy control freaks like Scorpio, Leo, Sag, and Aries and Mars as well. They want you to plan adventurous dates and of course, stay fit in the bedroom. They also love to fight hard and make up hard. That means a lot of makeup sex. They love, and I I can totally relate to this, <laughs> make their partners really mad and then they have sex. You That's love, so unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. You guys love to chase and conquer and you get very bored with a submissive or passive lover. So they're very, very extremely passionate and sometimes overwhelmed like to like a Mars and Cancer or Virgo or something like that. Like, I don't think that would be a good sexual match. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'm going to end up with someone who's so just like <laughs> limp. I'm so worried about that. So, I mean, what I really loved about this, this Mars and okay, what I liked in my dinner, what I liked is that obviously I wanted to like it because it's me, but what I liked about it is that they seem like insanely driven entrepreneurial people and in bed, they seem really exciting. What I did not like about it is it seems like they're really reckless and can't finish things. And that made me really sad <laughs> and like also just hotheads. And I was just like, man, I don't like that about me. You are such a hothead. I'm such a hothead. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought, you know, but I do feel like this is what makes me draw driven. Like this is a sign that drives me and and I don't feel like so held back by my Virgo. No. And I think one of the things too, and where this really shines with you is you have, you've cultivated a team around you to help you finish the tasks. Yeah. That's what it said. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, even though you're like, woo, I can do anything and everything. And I take risks and I, there's so much motivation and power and drive for all this. I still can't finish it. So I need help. I could for a while. And then I'm like, no, I'll have someone else do it for me. It's yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, well, duh, it's always easier to have someone else do your work. Yeah. Although the Virgo in us is like, they're not doing a good enough job. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if this is your Mars and you have other signs that are willing to finish the job, that it is a good balance. So I think this Mars is really great with an earth sign. It's really good with the water sign, but I think it'd be a lot harder with a fire sign. I could see that. Yeah. Especially like, how do you feel about the fact that commitment is not your strong suit? I mean, at this point, I've decided that with my Venus being Leo and my freaking Sagittarius and all my chart, and then I got this shit going on. I can't believe on. you got married. Like how I literally... How did you get the, married? Because of my Virgo. The Virgo is the only thing in my chart that wants a commitment. Everyone else is like, be free. <laughs> Just like the worst. Like It's your sign's like commitment. <laughs> Mine oh sign's gosh. like run. Which is so funny because I'm so terrified of commitment, but I blame that on my parents. So that's like, that's... Thanks, parents. Yeah, that's just baggage. So... <laughs> You know, it's okay. So do you have any advice for this one? Because I would like some advice. Oh, I didn't know we were giving advice. I thought that we were just just this one. You want advice? Yeah. I just would like advice when it comes to like life and drive and ambition. I would think before you speak. I can do that. I think that you have a tendency, not you in particular, but anybody who has a Mars and Aries is that it is your nature to be argumentative, right? But I, I like the fact that it's like, you know, more often than not, because you argue and you deal with it, you don't build up resentment. So that means that you generally don't hold on to grudges. Yeah, I don't. So, which I think is fantastic, but it's funny because it's also one of the things that you don't like about me. Yeah. Because I forgive people too easily. Which is interesting because that's not a Virgo thing. Yeah. Anything else interesting about this one? Uh, it says that you leave a trail of scorched people. <laughs> I don't know that that's entirely accurate, but it says likewise. But it girl. says it says that you have unwittingly burned your bridges. Okay, Capricorn. We're Mars. not done yet. 
No. Shit. This is what happens when we don't go in order. <laughs> it's okay. This is another one where Mars is really strong. So this is one of the most intimidating Mars signs in the Zodiac. Mars powered by Capricorn has quiet, like very quiet strength that you can sense and you don't want to mess with it. Capricorn is a sign that's seeking what's enduring and may live on. There is a strong sense of legacy here and handing down a business, a state, or a world, or something like that for future generations. Mars Capricorns actively, strategically want to accomplish things, especially when it comes to their career moves. You can say Mars Capricorn is playing the long game, if you want to call it that. They gravitate to influential people and have an instinct for knowing which connections will pay off in their life. Mars is the raw impulse, so you can look to Capricorn's dark side for the shallow traits. Some Mars Capricorn guys and gals could be known as very materialistic and willing to do whatever it takes to make their fortune. Mars and Capricorn needs great mountains to climb in life. They're self-controlled and don't take orders well from others because they step into leadership early in life and carry an air of authority. They can take the attitude that the ends justify the means, which can lead down a path of a lot of ruthlessness and hurting people. They aim for mastery in their chosen field. And they keep their eyes on the highest prize. These people can be conservative in their ways and take the stance that everyone should rise themselves up. These people don't get mad. They get even by being like way more successful than you. Wealth and status can be motivators, but they want to leave a lasting legacy that they can be proud of. So what are they like in bed? This Mars sexual nature is earthy and powerful. They take their comp- commitments very seriously. They may not be emotional or affectionate, but they have a really core sensuality that's undeniable. For this Mars, power is an aphrodisiac, and they're drawn to those that enhance theirs or exhibit it themselves. They're attracted to someone they can respect. In bed, they are calculated, sensual, and they take note of everything you like because, hello, they want to be the best and they want you to be satisfied because then they feel good about themselves. So they're really good for a Taurus, a Virgo, a Pisces, a Cancer, and of course, as always, Scorpio. How do you feel about this one? Well, it's funny that we consider Capricorn and Mars to be intimidating because Capricorn's an earth sign. Yeah. Right? So it's it's funny because when you think of all the earth signs, you do think Capricorn's the most intimidating, right? Because they're the one that makes all the money. They're the ones that's like the I most... I think earth like, signs are really decisions. intimidating. I think they're the most but intimidating. Not, but also remember, Capricorn's a cardinal sign. Yeah. Right? I find the cardinal signs really intimidating. Yeah, I know. That's why I bring it up too, yeah. though. Because they have a tendency to be... Now, this isn't all of them. This is strictly a Mars Capricorn they can be very materialistic and they can do whatever it takes to make that fortune. Yeah, I was mentioning that earlier. Right? Yeah. So it's just like, are you sure my dad's Mars isn't in Capricorn? Because that seems like <laughs> People's sun signs are still their dominant yeah. personality traits, so it makes sense. But I feel like this Mars, like I was reading about it, and obviously where Mars is the strongest is Aries, Scorpio, and Capricorn. And because I think they're all cardinal signs. Yeah, but I also think it's because, well, I also think it's because this one is all, all about drive and ambition and work. So this is like where it becomes most evident in terms of that. Um, And I think that this Mars sign to me would be really fun to work with. And I think it'd also be fun to sleep with. But I think that it would be... (laughs) You you freaking love love anything with a Capricorn. But I also think that it would be extremely draining. Because I think it's like a bulldoze thing. Like, well, you got in my way. And that makes sense for me. So I'm just going to bulldoze you because I need to get forward in life and I need to make a lot of money and I need to do things. And that's, that sucks. Like that really sucks. Although I can kind of relate, but it does suck. Like the relationships just seem to be tarnished in that awake of that to me. Well, it's, you know, when you, when you learn about like their strengths and the weaknesses that come along with these, with the planets and, you know, yada, yada. But it's like, I mean, I'm always going to talk about the weaknesses with Capricorn. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I mean, if they're considered the most intimidating, let's just roll with it. Okay. We already know they're freaking amazing. So, you know, <laughs> let me point out the things that are wrong with them because that's what I do. I think that because they have a tendency, tendency to become an overly ambitious workaholic, that that calculated and ruthless and controlling and insensitivity to others can bleed out into their personal lives. Yeah. And so there's a, there's not a very clear definition of success at work that they think, okay, because I was successful at work with these skills, this will make me successful at home because the home is about nurturing. Right. Work is not. Sorry. We know work isn't. Work is about freaking like, let's get this done. Get it done. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. Right. Like, remember, nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. So the fact that like they do, they'll stop at nothing to succeed is it's a double-edged sword which is what you were just saying, right? It's a double-edged sword. So they have a really hard time creating balance, which makes me wonder, do you think they'd be a good fit for somebody who has their Mars in Libra? No, I don't. I think that they wouldn't appreciate the lack of um, directness. They want a partner that will come to them and communicate with them directly and be like, this is how I am feeling. And I think Libra wants that, but needs someone to coax them into it. And Capricorn doesn't have time for that garbage. Like, just don't. Yeah. Plus, their materialism is different than the Libras, I think. Like, they like nice things, but it's just different. Yeah. Well, I feel like when your Capricorn's really showing in Mars, like, you're going to be a keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, I see that 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they, I mean, I'll take a hard pass. <laughs> I'll take okay. a hard pass. I mean, granted, they'll be very accomplished. Yeah. I'll have a shitload of money. Good in bed the best they said in, in terms of making wanting their partners to be happiest so you know mm, just putting I it out just, there I just a good match a, I have a really <laughs> really hard time getting in front of this sign okay <laughs> moving on to Aquarius this Mars is fiercely individualistic and this is how they inspire others and initiate for change but it can lead to clashing they can be great for a group but also confuse everyone with their ideas especially if they're not grounded in reality which most of them are not Mars Aquarius are inventors, rule breakers, and genius networkers. Aquarius is a sign, obviously, of freaks, rebels, and brilliant loners. So that checks out. A big frustration for Mars Aquarius is when they're out of sync with their peers, whether at work, school, or pretty much everywhere. They always play devil's advocate, and that's a role that wins enemies as well as friends. This Mars has free reign when it meets a group that's ready to experiment and try out their wild plans. They really shine in the company of other creative kindred spirits. The ideal is when they're able to let their freak flag fly and join that eccentric energy to an impressive collection of similarly gifted individuals. Some with this Mars could go dark side Aquarian because dark side is what they call it. It's either the shadow or the dark side with a Mars specifically and other planets. And they can be really self-destructive by playing that role of the malcontent. That was a word that I looked it up. Malcontent. I like that yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. Mal. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Then you reinforce this pattern of not belonging and all the angst that goes with it. Mars aqua is irked by small minds, most of all. That makes sense when you realize aqua is a sign that meets life through a charged intellect. They're the water bearers. And I loved this line. Ready? Ready. I found this one. Ready, I don't spaghetti. remember where. Bring it to me. Give it They're to me. They're the water bearers. The one that pours cold water over the group and gets them to wake up. I was like, oh my oh. God, I get it now. I get you, Aquarius. I've never ever heard it that way, and it sounded so cool to me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that it's really makes neat. sense. Yeah. These I people also really hate that. My mom used to do that to me when I wouldn't wake up for school. 
These people can have contempt for authority, especially when the code of conduct strikes them as restrictive or the leader is following a script. They're the one that speaks up. Aquarius is prone to sudden moves if inspiration hits. That makes it hard for Mars Aqua to do routine jobs without spiraling into like a maddening state. It also makes them accident prone. So watch out for that. So what are they like in bed exactly? This one I was really curious about. This Mars is attracted to the shock of the new. They love the taboo, the strange, or the risky when it comes to sex. Their detachment can make you distant when you're with them and make them distant as well. So when it comes to sex and affection in general, depending on other factors in their birth chart, they're unfortunately known as the least physical of all the Mars types. Of wow. Course, yeah. Of course, these lovers have all the same sexual juices, physical needs, and desires out of you know everyone else. But their needs are processed in such an intellectual and objective fashion that sex really lies in the same realm as it does for the rest of us. This kind of abstractive approach to sex means that Mars and Aquarius lovers naturally feel free to experiment with their sexuality. The emotional conditions and social restrictions most people place on the sex act don't really work here because it's not they, they like unconventional they don't like rational lovers they hate confirmation yeah hate it the only restrictions they recognize are those of time and space and in terms of who they'd be best paired with i would definitely pair them with a gemini i would definitely pair them with a sag i would definitely pair them with a leo pretty much all the fire and air signs i would pair them with here and scorpio i'm gonna say it again because i think that there would be it would just be i would just i would just love to watch that lots of kinks and but gemini to me would be the ultimate partner for them in bed yeah. yeah so what do you think about this one you know i like aquarius even though i had a issue well Mar- remember earlier. mars is not yes. yeah i know i know i know i know i'm trying not to let my bias from the sun sign affect <laughs> you know the mars yeah. so i'm doing the best i can here today okay ladies and gentlemen um i like the fact that they don't want to conform they're the only sign that we've learned about so far that literally, like, if they're forced to conform, they will freak out. That is, like, one of their biggest fears. You know, it's like, you think about someone who's Mars and Aquarius. They're just so unique. They're brilliant because they're they're so freaking smart and logical and consistently focused on the future. They think differently than others, but they have a way of articulating their thoughts and desires and their their plan for the future that is so it's seductive that's the word yeah yeah it's seductive so you know and I and I like the fact that they they go out of their way to be connected to their community because they still have that humanitarian aspect to them right they really believe that every person deserves equal rights and opportunities they don't stand for equality and I think that's because they tend to be rather fluid themselves yeah I was I was curious I looked up who has this Mars Nakwa Leonardo da Vinci, Jay-Z, Justin Bieber, John Bon Jovi, some other people. But I was like, everybody that that I looked at, it was like heavy into art, heavy into dissonance too. And like wanting to be different than norm kind of thing, but not on to, purpose. What is it? Dance to the beat of your own drum? Yeah, but like not not on purpose. I think it's just who they were. They're like, oh, they're such trendsetters. And you're like, I don't think they were trying to be. They just did it. Like, I don't think, I don't know to be honest with you, the Justin Bieber was like, I'm going to wear sweats every day. People are going to like that and think I'm cool. Like, I think he's just like, I just want to wear sweats. So I, and I think of Da Vinci, I'm sure he was just like, I'm just going to paint. Yeah. So the last Mars, and I say this for the last, because I knew it would be the most interesting one is Scorpio. (laughs) So Mars Scorpios are pretty mesmerizing and they're drawn to charisma and others and intense scenarios. They've got the classic smoldering intensity and they look a little dangerous too. They have so much emotional power and sexual energy stirring within them. They come across as observant, self-controlled, 
and yet they're ready to pounce on an opportunity pretty easily. Mars used to be Scorpio's ruler until Pluto, the planet of dark power, came on the scene. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mars is Scorpio's traditional ruler, so this sign has a really high drive, but Aries is still the the bad boy, right? A thing this Mars does... Wait, this is fascinating because that makes sense as to why everybody thinks that Scorpio is a fire sign. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. A thing that this Mars does is it sends out feelers to suss out others on an energy level, and then it uses that against them. Manipulative. Scorpio is a sign of power, and it's used for good and bad. Mars Scorpio has an instinct for the energy of others and what's insane, like hidden desires. They can get obsessive and hold on to others in a mysterious way. That's borderline vampire. I told you they are the vampires of a zodiac and everything I read. They're just so intense. Yeah. It's not likely you're going to trick a Mars Scorpio. And if you do, they're going to call you out on it pretty pronto. They're very passionate and they crave activities that take you deep into a subject. They're skilled at reading the essence of a situation and they appear to make strategic moves at the right time. A shadow Mars Scorpio remember the dark side is going to make life hell for other people because they have a gift for spotting weaknesses and exploiting them. They're prone for acting obsessively and they find it hard to forgive and forget. We've talked about this. If you cheat on a Mars Scorpio, they're done with you. They might have revenge fantasies about those that they have betrayed though. So yeah, they hold grudges pretty bad. Yeah, they do. A competitive spirit keeps them from giving up easily and this propels them to a path of success. They have no fear. Their attitude is no fear in the shadows. And that gives them like a gift to heal. They really good with like crime work, the arts, businesses, politics, like there'd be good detectives in bed. I feel like I don't even need to say this. They're have like animal magnetism and they know it. They attract because of the steam they generate that is palpable. They have hungry eyes, which is hot. They need to regularly release that sexual intensity for health and overall well-being, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Like, it's like they have to do it or they get sick. They're likely to be sexually (laughs) possessive vampires and do better with partners that are all or nothing as they are because they're literally so possessive and jealous. They're turned on by fights, especially when followed by makeup sex. Some aggressive handling and primal moves are mixed with this tender embrace. They want to experience all of it. So they're great for Aries. They're great for SAG. They're pretty good for Pisces and Cancer and Gemini. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really put them in a room with another earth though, to be honest with you. But let's be honest. I, I, overall, I think they kind of work with everyone, but I do think that it would be intimidating for like a Mars Virgo or a Mars Capricorn or Taurus, which is interesting because normally those are a good fit, but the Mars and Scorpio is so aggressive and fiery that I feel like they work really well with a fire air sign. Like I almost feel like Scorpio has always been a fire sign and will be a fire sign. And it kind of just got dropped off. Just like, I think Libra is an air sign. And I think that they just all sort of got like, I don't know, like doctored in. Is that the word? I don't know. <laughs> like worked into the family. So how do you feel about this Mars? It's our last Mars and it's your favorite Mars. I'm assuming. Cause it's you and Scorpio. I, yeah, God, you're so obsessed. I am. I'm a little obsessed. I, I love Scorpio. Um, I mean, my longest relationship was with someone with a Scorpio, but so was my shortest. So, you know, whatever. I love the fact that you dropped this piece of information that they used Told to be, you be excited. That was really cool. That was, that was very interesting because as I, as I learn more about this and the way that Mars moves through Scorpio and remember too, just because this shows up in your chart does not mean that the rest of us do not experience this because Mars does come in as Scorpio during certain transits. So you may feel certain things when Mars is in Scorpio, even though you weren't born with it. So it's not technically like a part of your chart, but they say that it's like when you have Mars and Scorpio, you're a fighter who can dust yourself off no matter how many times life knocks, life knocks you down. Apparently, you are a true phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm, yeah. Right? Because they literally are. Yeah. I mean, and I think about that and I think about 
Mars and fire. And then yeah. like you, I, every time you see a picture of a Phoenix, it's funny because it's like red at the bottom with the ashes and then it's blue at the top. Yeah. When I think of blue, I think of Pluto. Yeah. I know. When I think of I, red, I think of Scorpio. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, you know, like I, Mars, Pluto, like whatever. But yeah, no, I just, I love the fact that they demand honesty. Yeah. Right. I think that they do a really good job of keeping the world honest because there's not too many other signs that will call people out on their shit. Definitely not. You know, there, yes, there is some confrontation that occurs, but that's not necessarily a healthy confrontation in the form. Like, and I'm talking about the other signs, right? So we have those that are passive aggressive, those that don't understand their feelings, those that can't communicate their feelings and and those that, and, and those that are like so angry, they just scream at you. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) but it's like to have somebody where if I can sit down and have a rational conversation with someone who has Mars and Scorpion they're like you're being dishonest why yeah I would be like oh I would love to see a Mars Scorpio and a Taurus Venus together because there's like the opposite like just like I think that'd be so cool oh (laughs) my gosh be awesome yeah so those are all the Mars signs I really encourage all of you to look your Mars up. Once again, you don't necessarily need to know your birth time. It will tell you. You won't know your house, but you'll know what it is. And it's just really, I mean, I knew quite a bit about Mars, I think, in terms of like, I knew a lot about the fighting element of it and how you deal with arguments, but I didn't know so much about everything else. And I learned so much about myself today. So look it up. In the meantime, take it away. Oh, crap. I forgot. Like, comment, um, subscribe. Well, you, but you can't like the episode. That's the thing. So please remember <laughs> to rate, review, and subscribe. We love our reviews. We literally... So like, great. You guys like came out of the woodwork with the reviews, and it was amazing. Um, But yeah, no, we love it. It's so great. But you, please also give us a follow on Instagram at the Vicious Virgos. Please also follow at Just Girl Project. And don't forget, you guys, to always stay, stay vicious. vicious. Bye. Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO and you feel so out of place.